Hello and welcome back to Thank You Very Sweet, the podcast. My name is Kim Copeland and I'm here to share a story in the help in the hopes that it helps other people um, process their own stories. My hope is that by storytelling, by sharing my uh, testimony of finding someone dead and, and experiencing um, deep pain and healing, um, my hope is that it, that process would inspire uh, someone else who may be going through something similar. So today's episode is called, How Will Love Carry You Through? How will love carry you through? And it's a really worthwhile question to ask just anyway, you know, no matter what's going on, maybe sit down, root down in your seat, lengthen your spine, relax your shoulders away from your ears, shut down your eyes and ask yourself, how will love carry you through? So I'm going to read to you my second blog post written September 29th, 2010, called How Will Love Carry You Through? On May 27th, two weeks before Kesner died, I went on a silent retreat to a monastery with my soul friend, Jesse. We had coined the term soul friend a few years earlier to describe the type of friendship that meets you in your soul space, a friendship that is non-judgmental, pure and kind, patient and loving. Jess was my first friend in seminary and one of the first people in my life to teach me the lesson of unconditional love and how to listen. We had gone through several journeys together, seminary, relationships and breakups, living in the same building, working together with formerly incarcerated women, and even a little bit of public activism. On this day in May, we were ritualizing a transition into a new beginning. After five years of living so close, Jessie was leaving to move to upstate New York to start a new life with her boyfriend, Jason. She was also planning to pursue her calling to be a hospital chaplain. I was happy for her, but I was very sad for me. Sad to be losing my day-to-day buddy with whom I could process life with on a regular basis. I had many awkward, random crying moments the week before she left. I cried at work, at Jack's wine sense, at Walmart, on my couch while Kesner was resting his head on my lap. His eyes were closed and one of my tears literally splashed on his forehead. He opened his eyes and looked at me like I was nuts. I was grieving. I was grieving my friend in our closeness. Kesner worked really hard to try to understand what this impending separation meant to me. At Jesse's goodbye dinner, he shared meaningful reflections about the noticeable impact of our friendship and the regard in which he held it. He even opened his home and allowed me to host a small dinner for Jesse and her twin sister there. He was such a nice person. This transition was also hard because while Jess seemed to have things figured out, there were a lot of unknowns in my life. We had lost funding for the Women's Center, and I was not going to have a job after June 30th. At that time, I didn't know where I would live or how I would pay for what seemed to be the inevitable choice going back to graduate school in the fall. The silent retreat was her spiritual director's idea. The monastery was beautiful and lush. The nuns there prayed for us all day long. The only time that we were allowed to talk were at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day, and during a private meeting with her spiritual director that took place at some point during the course of the day. When I sat down with her spiritual director, I immediately started crying. This was all so overwhelming to me. 
She asked me about my life, and I was really confused about next steps. The only thing that felt good was Kesner. She noticed that when I started to talk about him, my eyes lit up, and a bright smile came to my face. Kesner was my stable, my solid, in the midst of so many changes. After I laid all my uncertainty out on the table, she was silent for a moment while she squeezed a small cross in her hands and closed her eyes really tightly. And she said, what I'm hearing from God is that you need to ask the question, how is love going to carry you through to the next season? My narrow conception of love was only thinking about romantic love. Yes, love, of course, I thought. Kesner's love will carry me through. Everything will be fine. Deep sigh. Little did I know that the ways that love would carry me through would be far more profound than that. So my friends, I thank you for tuning in and listening. Thank you for listening. And my question to you again is how is love going to carry you through? This was such a profound um, experience because, you know, obviously I didn't know what was coming next, but, um, this love carried me through. In fact, Thank You Very Sweet is a love story. You know, I realized right away that I wasn't just writing about Kesner dying and that trauma, um, but I was writing about my friendships and appreciating my friendships uh, and what they meant to me in that very special day with Jesse at the monastery in silence, um, in, in ritual and in transition. It was very important, and I think it's also just something to, to think about doing. You know, we, we should give ourselves time to transition you know, if, if, if we know that a season is ending and we have the opportunity, allowing ourselves time to transition um, can be a beautiful gift. And so we did that. We were intentional about spending the day in silence at a monastery. But her spiritual director's question, you know, ends up being one of those questions for all time, right? You know, for any time, you know, any, any time that you're going through anything difficult, how is love going to carry you through? I invite you to sit with that question and also to remember that love never fails. I love you. Namaste.